108 of the All the Book Show, recorded at the David A. Hale Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm what? Eric Mickles. Why did you say that like you were sending a telegram? <laughs> Stop. That was insane. Listen, sometimes if there is yeah. a pause in this introduction, yeah. and I realize it, you look at me, and then I've just got more you. pressure. It just throws you. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's Eric Mickles. Okay. And I'm... Nick Gunning. This is funny. Was it? No. It was getting a little shatnery, so uh. I had to stop. Today, we're uh, we're coming to grips with the fact that summer is coming to an end. Summertime. Take it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, summer's coming to Summer an end. Summertime. <laughs> That's Will Smith. So we're looking forward to the fall. What exciting new books are coming out. Mm-hmm. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about the Hugo Awards because they've been announced. Yeah, they've been announced. So uh, we got some some congratulations to go out. And we're going to dig into that in a little bit. Yeah. But right now, it's time for some bookmark. Bookmark. You said that like uh, Mrs. Garrett. Again. Bookmark. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> do you want to do... You Girls, know, what are you reading? We once talked about doing a Facts of Life podcast. Rewatch, yeah. Rewatch podcast. Yeah. And you just, you flaked on the it. The facts about the facts of life. Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. All, to, the, all the facts about the... Get to the yeah. Clooney years. Yeah. It'd be fun. You take the good, you take the bad. I don't want to talk about George Clooney anymore because we just did another <laughs> podcast together over on That's the true. over on the Three Nice Things podcast. Yeah. Eric and I uh, and Kendra hosted the Nostalgia my wife, the Invisible Woman. Yes, uh, we talked about Batman and Robin, and it was a it was a ride. It was a thrill ride. Yeah, but we're not talking about George Clooney. We're going to talk about my bookmark. Yeah. So I'm still people might yes. be able to hear. I don't know if they'll be able to hear, but well, I would love to, I would love to tell them what's yeah happening. what's going on. Well, if you're not familiar with our building, it's 82 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Older the, than Batman. Yeah. The roof is uh, made of handmade clay tiles. It's delicate up there. And there's a white cupola tower on top that needs to be repainted. So it's been a couple years of us trying to work out mm-hmm. how to make this happen. And now it finally is, thanks to our friends over at MJ Painting. And right now the scaffolding company is here building scaffolding literally right above where we mm. are. So a, a man could fall through my roof at any minute. So don't be alarmed Listen, if that happens. For safety reasons, I don't want that to happen. You don't want well for content reasons. Okay, that would be kind of fun as long as no one's harmed. Right. If it's just if it's like in a sitcom. Yeah. Where you know somebody's a new neighbor's upstairs. Yeah. But you or maybe you have a new yeah. neighbor downstairs. Right. And you want to make a good first impression, but uh oh, your house is flooding. Yeah. And guess what? It just collapsed, and now you land on their couch, right. covered in water and debris, and you're like, yeah. oh hi, I'm your neighbor from upstairs. Yeah. If that and happened, they, they yes. put their hands on their hips, and then commercial. Yeah. Yeah. If that happens, yeah. then I think we'd all be on board. If this that. is 1996. Who is the guest star that you're getting for the neighbor downstairs? 1996, yeah. huh? Could could it be? Um, what about Leah Thompson? Okay, you like sure. that, Leah Thompson? Yeah. What was she doing in like the mid 90s? I think that was a uh, post Caroline in the City. Okay, era. All so right, she's looking for work. Okay, yeah. All right, so Leah Thompson's lives downstairs. Yeah, Leah Thompson lives downstairs, but uh, that has nothing to do with the bookmarks yeah. and what we've been reading. So you end up dating her. <laughs> Who plays her mother? Hmm, Leah Thompson's yeah. mother. <laughs> That's a good question. So you need somebody about 20 years yeah. older than Leah Thompson. Can you get Kathleen Turner? Could Barbara Eden do it? Barbara Eden is... Of I Dream of Jeannie, who you've met. Oh. I think so. Look, this, is, good... this is all coming together. Yeah, it oh. is. It really is. Let's pitch no. this. Let's yeah. pitch this. I've been reading a lot of Green Lantern still. Um, <laughs> some of the new 52... No. Yeah, it is new 52 Green Lantern. I'm just... I'm round in third base here and i'm just about to finish this run so that's what i've been reading i won't bore you with all the details as i did last week but i finished a big crossover called got, i think you got to give our listeners some credit if they've been sticking with us for 208 like episodes green I, well i think they just know to expect okay nick's going to talk well, a little bit about green lantern i mm, i read a big crossover called the godhead where the where jack kirby's like new gods dark side and all that dark mm-hmm. side was really in it but that crew uh basically rumbles with the green lantern Ooh. over over this cosmic power so it was uh 17 issues long Rumble which is too many jungle. too many how many 17 17 Oof. yeah it was a long stretch and uh, not particularly good but decent. that's a maxi series it was very long so i read that i also read the infinity people by dan didio which is not good at all and i only read it because it was part of this crossover and i if you have infinity have people you need an infinity planet i think it's infinity man infinity man and the forever infinity man and the forever people mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure oh, okay. yeah that makes more sense um i read a horse's tale 
by Mr. Mark Twain. Uh-huh. We've got a Mark Twain uh, program coming up <laughs> in, the, in the near future, so we've been talking a little bit about Mark, Mark Twain. Yeah. Uh, this was good. It was ultimately... It was... Okay. Is this parts, the horse version of White yeah, Fang? No. Oh. Parts <laughs> of it are narrated by the horse and parts of it aren't. So <laughs> any horse narrated part... I mean, far be it from me to tell Mark right. Twain what he should do, but if that book had been narrated by that horse, uh-huh. I would have been all in. Right. As it was. It was kind of a... It it was kind of a sad story. Right. It was kind of a sad story. How come there's not a whole subgenre of like Christmas-based horse stories? I have read one. Really? Called the Christmas well pony, the Christmas pony. Christmas pony. I want to okay. say that was Melody Carlson. It was a good time. <laughs> uh, but that's that's not what we're talking about. We'll be talking about that this December. We sure will. <laughs> we absolutely will. Uh, so I read a horse's tale. Uh huh. And you guys, I did it. Okay. From last episode, you may recall a little oh, book called goodness. Harry's Last Tax Cut. And let me tell you what. What? I read it. I read it, and it was crazy. Uh-huh. It was a crazy story right. about a man who, okay, apparently in the first book, the, the the brother dies, and he inherits the brother's children. And he says inherits every time he refers to that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say if your Can brother- Can you inherit children? I would argue no. If you <laughs> If your brother dies and you get his sofa, you've inherited- a sofa. Right. I don't think for children you can inherit them, but that's what happened. You you claim guardianship. Yeah. 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 Anyway. That's it. <laughs> so he's looking after his kids. Uh, he gets he gets roped into a deal with Harry to take over this like tax business. Meanwhile, he has a uh, sort of a best friend, almost love interest, almost co-parent in mm. his uh, bisexual accounting partner. I mention the bisexuality because it becomes an important plot point later on in which they fall for the same person, person instantly. Oh, wow. This happens yeah. instantly, and they are both... This is their forever now. Okay. They become the forever people. And oh, just <laughs> that's what this is. That's about. what. Yeah. Okay. And Jack so, Kirby was breaking. So new that ground. happens, and it just it. There's whole. I'm you know I'm going to tell you some of the things that happen in this book. Okay. It turns out that Harry, Jim Whitecard, everybody. His angle, yeah. His angle for this in this book is that Harry is basically cozying up with hookers and other other. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know the word. Other people who are getting money through dodgy means, so he can like report that he's like a tax bounty hunter basically Ooh, okay so he's cozying up to <laughs> hookers to find out like how much money they're making so he can report them to the irs what crazy i know and so his his partner who comes in and doesn't really know any of this is suddenly like in the line of fire and goes through and so just things just keep happening and happening and happening it gets really dark in places it was a crazy book and i was all in so if you haven't read harry's last tax cut we have it right here the first book in the series, Casualty Lost, sets up Jay Jensen. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that book. Nobody in our system has it. It's not a very widely held book at all. But guess what? I ordered one. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to have one here. So if you want to read the Jay Jensen duology, I'll hook you up. The George Jetson duology. For more on Jay Jensen, you have but to look at our last episode, Harry's Last Tax Cut. That's true. Um, that's it, I think, as far as what I've read. I read other Green Lantern stuff, but again. Uh, and I'm currently reading still uh, Rainbow Six by mm-hmm. Tom Clancy. Yeah, you had to put that aside for Harry's last t- I tax did. cut. I did, yeah. but as you predicted, I pounded right through it. <laughs> it was less than 24 hours. Wow. Yep. Yeah. It was a quick turnaround for All Harry's right. last tax cut. Yeah. So that's me. What about you? Uh, did you see any... Yeah, I was going to do that after oh, you okay. said your books. Yep. Um, I'm still reading Armor. Okay. So it's switched now. I guess what I was reading was a in meteor res story you know how i said he's like down on this battle and he's fighting these ants and everything yes it now has cut to first person because it wasn't third person all right now we're first person and he's escaped a prison planet and i think this has all happened before the battle that i just read okay so that's what's going on in armor that's a that's a lot i read x-men noir oh uh mark of kane this was a sequel the sequel oh okay i've read the first one yes i enjoyed this actually more than the first one oh okay uh i didn't enjoy the first one at all it it gets a little confusing with um the superhero elements because it's going for like no powers but i think there is a superhero in this but i couldn't tell if the person who was a superhero was crazy i see it was one of those things where like maybe with a defter hand i'd be like oh Oh, which one was it but at the end i'm like i really is he dead 
Is he alive? Okay. Okay. For more, this is written by author Fred Van Lente, a mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show. We did an interview with him uh, just a few weeks back. You can find that on SoundCloud.com slash all the books. We were we originally set out to talk Spider-Man, but we ended up talking a lot of Iron Man uh-huh. uh, and a lot of Fantastic Four. So it's it's a cool interview all around. Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance to read that or listen to that yet, uh, pop over to SoundCloud or wherever yeah. you get your podcast for the All the Books show mm-hmm. and find our Off the Books interview with Fred Van Lente. I... Uh I've just been reading a lot of old X-Men comics. Yeah. So, no, you you bored everybody with Green Lantern apparently last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. I won't I won't go off on the tangent that Nick went with well. Green Lantern, but I will say I'm technically trying to read through like what is, is Essential X-Men 11. Yeah, that gets tricky. But what I'm also now doing is just reading the auxiliary X-Men titles that were around oh. at that time. Okay. So I read like the last 3 issues of New Mutants That's for cool. no reason right. other than just to see them become X-Force. Just see what's up. Which right. is going to be around that time. Interesting. Okay. And so I'm reading the last couple issues of X-Factor, where the original five X-Men are part of that team, just so I know what led them to coming back to the X-Men okay. proper. And I was like, I'm going to stop once I finish Essential X-Men 11. Mm. I think I'm going to keep going. Because really? what happens is... You're hooked. Next is the Executioner song, which I've only read in pieces. So I need to finish that. But then that just basically leads to Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. So why don't I just reread Age of Apocalypse? But then I'm so close to Claremont's return yeah. in like 98, 99. Yeah. Might as well just do that. Do it. And that's a good keep excuse going. just to finish reread Grant Morrison's new X-Men. I'll tell you what. I can relate to this so well because when I was rewatching <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210... <laughs> I uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, Jake from Melrose Place starts uh-huh. on Beverly Hills 90210, and then he and Kelly have a love affair uh-huh. that becomes the pilot of Melrose Place. Okay. So I was like, well, we'll just watch the Melrose Place pilot and see the resolution of mm-hmm. this story. Watched all of Melrose Whoa. Place. So much like you and yeah. your X-Men reading, I have now seen the entire Melrose Place yeah. series. I have to decide if I'm going to then read all the X titles mm-hmm. that were out at that time that I hadn't read, such as Cable, mm-hmm. X-Force, I can relate to this so well because <laughs> when watching Melrose Place, uh, it came the time where they were spinning off Models Inc. from Melrose Place. And I thought, do I watch Models Inc.? And I ultimately did not. So I understand what you're saying. So you saved completely. Some, <laughs> you saved something for a later look back. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? Because yeah. I feel like I misled you. Models Inc. is not commercially available. <laughs> I don't know how I would watch it. So wait, if it had been. If you had an app yes. that had Melrose Place. Yes. Models I do. Inc. It's the CBS app, but Models Inc's not on it. But if Models Inc, Melrose Place, yeah. and 90210 yeah. were all on the same app, yeah. you probably would have read. I would have watched Models Inc. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's only one season. All right. It's only one season. Sure. I did watch the CW Melrose Place as well. Uh huh. And most of the CW 90210. Okay. That's it. And Archie. So just like uh, the Chris Claremont era of X Men, yes, I had a similar you can experience. Relate. Okay. Whew, well, that's what I read then. Or okay. I'm reading. Okay. I'm um, reading the n- comic book novelization of Model Inc. Right. <laughs> That's great. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. I had a fun-filled weekend uh-huh. because we went to we went to this Bethel Wood Center for the Art for what was the 50th anniversary of the original Woodstock concert. Uh-huh. We saw Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Right. We saw the Edgar Winter Band, both of whom played at the original Woodstock. Right. And the showstopper was Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Mm-hmm. So we saw that. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ringo doesn't do much variation so like we'd seen this show before so Ringo stuff was pretty static uh-huh. but there was a couple of things I wasn't expecting I'm not going to get into it too much because we're going to do this on a special concert right, yeah. episode coming up but it was a really cool experience to be on the original Woodstock site for the 50th mm-hmm. anniversary see some people who had performed the first time because uh, we'd actually just watched the movie like we were like well we're going to be there we yeah. need to know more so That's we watched the collection. movie and it's yeah it's where I, t- I checked it out Sweet. so the movie's cool um, and the concert was really fun. It was my son's first concert. He made it through a lot of it, actually, but ultimately fell asleep. Spoiler right. alert. Yeah. So I did that. But I also went to the Steamtown Mall in Scranton, and I found myself a lime green Game Boy Color, and I just couldn't walk away from it. So I bought a Game Boy Color, and with it <laughs> came the Game Boy game A Bug's Life. Game Boy Color game. Game Boy Color game so, A Bug's yeah, Life. with real color. And so my son and I just started playing it, and it is such a throwback. I haven't played a game like an actual Game Boy in mm-hmm. I don't know at least ten years. You? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Seventeen. I was I seventeen. Had, oh, really? Years old. Okay. So I have a Game Boy Advance and stuff, and I played that, but that's mm-hmm. totally different. This is not backlit. This is like a classic right. 
Game Boy, so it brought back a lot of fun memories. <laughs> and my son was really liking it. So I've been playing through A Bug's Life yeah. on the Game Boy Color, and I'll keep you posted on Does that. Does it have uh, Dave Foley as the voice actor? I don't think it's, it's no. just beep, 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 yeah, beep. Yeah, that's too bad. So, but I, Julie I like Louise Dreyfus? I feel his presence. I feel his presence. Julie Louis Dreyfus? No. I haven't, I haven't David Ed Pierce? I, you know, I have not run into that character yet, but oh, I'm okay. only in level three. I'm he's only the, in level uh, three, you guys. He's the only stick with eyeballs. This, this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's it for me. Okay. Pretty fun-filled so weekend. Do you want to mention so your concert? You also went to a concert. I did go to a concert. I went to go see Tim McGraw. Okay. Maybe I should rephrase this. I took my wife to see Tim McGraw. No. My wife is the big Tim McGraw fan. She told me that you really wanted to go <laughs> and that she would go with I you. I think I knew one song. He, he sings a song. Well, I think I knew two. He sings one song that goes, uh, I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that. And another one is like, I live where the green grass grows with hmm. the something, something, something. My when apologies I, to Tim McGraw fans. When I bought a, a used 1980 Chevy Monte Carlo, uh-huh. I... Had a Tim McGraw CD stuck in the CD oh, wow. player, so I still have that CD. Yeah. You're welcome to have it. Uh, I no didn't realize you. that you were a fan, no. but uh, it was a good show. It was it like when I saw Train and um, Goo Goo Dolls. No, Brian Adams. Brian Adams. They're they're people that they I'm not together. interested uh-huh. in to see lot. Like I would never like. Oh, I gotta go see Train. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in this, but I mean, it's just a concert, so it's yeah. a good time. You got so one he puts Tim up on a fresh show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was Quick Draw McGraw there? Because then I would have been excited. No, but El Cabong was. Really? But I don't think they're the same person. Oh, okay. Even Different. though you never see them at the same place. I never have. I never have. So, <laughs> Happy birthday wishes to my friend Chris Casali, who appeared with us in episode 197 to talk all about soccer books. Oh, that's true. So yeah. if you're a fan of soccer and you don't want to hear about Green Lantern, may I recommend <laughs> episode 197, yeah. where Chris drops a lot of soccer bombs yeah. if right there's on a way heads. we could combine... Happy birthday, Chris. ...soccer and Green Lantern into a podcast... Yeah, I, I would do it, and I yeah. believe that Chris would be in on that as well. And Let's look at some book news. Right. Hey, do you have that Wheel of Time casting information? Because that'd be interesting to play oh, out. Oh, I can get it up. Robert Jordan's <laughs> Wheel of Time, finished, of course, by Brandon Sanderson, has uh, long been talked about adapting into other media, and yeah. now Amazon has picked it up, and they're actually doing some casting on that. This is not a favorite series of mine. I've read the first two books, mm-hmm. and while I can appreciate it, it's just not my jam. It, I mean, it's very much... the These casts is... Outside of Roseman Pike, who's well, playing... tell us. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, for Wheel of Time, Rand, you have Joshua Stradowski. All right. Marcus Ruda will play Perrin. Mm-hmm. Perrin was the one who could talk to wolves, maybe. Ooh. I'm only on book five. Okay. And Matt has the axe. Is that right? Uh, yep. That's okay. being played by Barney Harris. Okay. Uh, let's see if they've been in anything. A lot of these people are up-and-comers. Okay. Or just brand new. Wheel of Time, baby. Uh, so they're definitely trying to be like this is Game of Thrones, right? I mean, they're trying to. That, I think yeah, Amazon I think wants it to be it's theirs, happening. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, Zoe Robbins, who you might have seen in Power Rangers Ninja Steel, will play <laughs> no. Nine Naive. Madeline Maiden from Picnic at Hanging Rock will play Egwene. Roseman Pike is playing Moraine. Mor- Moraine, mm-hmm. yeah. So those are the only names I think that are attached. Right she now. sounds. I mean, she seems perfect for that role from the from the two books that I've read. She's she tall. Seems, she seems perfect. But for I it. mean, you can make are people you, look shorter. How far are you in this series? I have to start book five. Start book five. Yeah. Okay. When this comes out, we'll have to have my wife on this podcast because she is a diehard Wheel of Time fan. Yeah. She's read them all, uh, so she could definitely she school be, us on that. Sometimes but. she could be a, like a mean Wheel of Time fan if you get the naming. She's a if, mean? You, if you get the pronunciation she does, wrong, she does have very specific feelings on how things should be pronounced. Pronounced. Wheel of time. And often that kind of thing is just a personal preference. <laughs> she believes with her whole heart right. that her pronunciation yeah. is the only correct and acceptable yeah. way. And I have no reason to challenge her. Yeah, I think so. she. I think she was nice to me when I first started. And I was like, "How do I pronounce because of your ignorance? Or something? Because you, of my ignorance. You knew. You knew to ask. <laughs> All right. But yeah, anyway, if I was just on this podcast being like, "It's blah blah," so blah, at, blah. as as a Game of Thrones fan. Uh huh. And as a Wheel of Time fan, I I have loved the books that I've are read. Are you excited about this series? You're gonna watch it when it comes out. Are you gonna read it's the books first? Because I, I am reading the books, and I'm not planning to stop reading. the Are books. you though? I've read the first four, but like That's five like 8, five years ago. Pages. I, I last when I started here, this job got in the way. Oh. You know what? I quit. Oh boy. See you when I finish Tower of Midnight. So in like forty five years. See you later. Okay. But uh, are, are you gonna watch the show? That's my question. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I haven't, right. si- I haven't watched well, a single like Amazon original. Sometimes you try a topic and it Sorry. doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> you know what? 
That's not true. I watched the first season of The Tick by Amazon. Oh. And it was good, but they canceled it after season two. Mm. You can't trust streaming services. I guess not. But you also couldn't trust network. I think Bosch is doing pretty well. I'm Bosch has had Bosch. several seasons. <laughs> yeah. Jack Jack Ryan got... Uh, Bosch is the sound mm-hmm. of you being hit in the face with a wet volleyball. Huh. Yeah, that probably would make that sound. <laughs> All right. For our next book news, I think we're going to need a little theme music. That was, was the, that was the theme music. That for was all our the awards. awards theme. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. But you were such well, a bully to Ben about that <laughs> author music. <laughs> well, it scares me. Well, you know what that means, folks. That means that we've got some awards to talk about. And Eric, I think you should take it away. Hey, everybody! The Hugo Awards were just announced. They sure were. I totally have the list up right now. <laughs> Hugo Awards 2019. We I could, did this. Where back, do you want me to start? Back at episode 190, we were talking about the nominations, and I don't know how to put this. You have a Star Trek. Well, issue I do. Here. I do have a Star Trek issue here, absolutely. But I was a little bored by a lot of the, the the nominees and even the short stories. I read all the short stories, and there were some that I really liked. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess it's fair to say I was not excited by these awards by the winners. Uh, go ahead, Eric. Take it away. All right. Well, let's do short story because we read all those short stories, yes, we did. you and I, together. Yes. Uh, the best short story, the winner is A Witch's Guide to Escape, a practical compendium of portal fantasies, which I thought was a bit too pandering. It I was... felt it was by librarians for librarians. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay. And especially when it was about that, like, oh, I have to wait to share them Harry Potter. Yeah. You wouldn't want to start them too soon with Harry Potter. <laughs> Your feelings on this are not subtle. Sorry, that's all right. I don't even remember. I don't remember which one I liked. I mean, one had about there velociraptors. Was, yeah, there, there were so. there were several that I thought were cool. This one, I yeah. I agree with you. I feel like it didn't. It mm. I I don't know. I just feel like it's so been done before mm-hmm. and better in other places. I but have, I, you know, I have issues with. It seems like it's reaching people. So that's you know, I have good. issues with awards. How how do I phrase it? It happened with the awards that we saw in Seattle Mm -hmm. where it seems like certain winners are favorites of the people working in the industry, Mm. but then the layman, just the the people reading have never heard of it. So like it happened with the, what what was the one that I, it doesn't matter what it's just, sometimes there's a winner. I'm like, and I hear all these librarians in this auditorium just freak out Mm -hmm. that it's one. And I'm like, well, yeah. none of my patrons have ever asked for this book. I think that's a valid point. Sometimes I think there is a disconnect between the people who are reading and reviewing these things versus mm-hmm. like the mass yeah. audience. So I think what you're saying is this one in particular mm-hmm. seemed a little bit more like this is a it's directed inward yeah. rather than out. This was the and short story winner for the the same kind of way that Ratatouille was <laughs> the critics' favorites. Uh, I've never seen Ratatouille, so I, oh. I don't know. It, what else we got? Uh, novelettes. If the winner is, if first you don't succeed, try, try again by Zen Chow. Okay. Best novella is Artificial Condition by Martha Wells. Yeah. We interviewed her. We sure did. We talked all about her Murderbot series. If you haven't heard that interview, uh, you have but to go a few <laughs> few weeks back. Uh, we have that in a special standalone episode, Off the Books, author interview with Martha Wells, and yep. we have shared that on Twitter. So you can take yeah. a look at that at uh, Twitter at All the Books Show. Mm-hmm. But we had a nice interview with her talking primarily about the Murderbot, but also about some of her other things. So a hearty congratulations to our pal Martha Wells. Best novel goes to the Cal. Calculating Stars by Mary Robinette Coel, which uh, I don't know if you remember, but I put the first book. This is book two. I put the first one on my uh, my to read list. This is the Lady Astronaut. Oh, this is the second one. Okay, yes. so the Faded Sky is the first one. Yes. Okay, I did that in reverse. I put the wrong one on New Books. Oh boy, I'll fix it. Yeah, this does sound this does sound like a really cool series. So two books so far, with I think a third expected, but we do have these in the collection. So take a look. Um, yeah, Eric mentioned early on my my Star Trek problem here, and that's because Take it away. The, the best uh, the best dramatic presentation short form just completely overlooks Star Trek Discovery. And hey, while like Calculating Stars is book one, oh it is. So I've already added this to my to read list. Okay, so Calculating Stars. All right, then I did it right. Yeah, stop scaring me. Sorry. Best dramatic short form. Win- the winner is A Good Place, the, where the episode of Janet's. Oh, so, that's a great episode. Okay. That's the one where the, uh, ooh, Darcy, I can't remember the actress's name. Okay. Uh, she, the woman who plays Janet, she has to, like, play Janet, but she's also playing the other characters who look like Janet. 
so she's playing like the four main cast and she she kills it okay she does some pretty good well i've got i mean i have no ill will against the good place or this episode or Uh or anything like that i just when you have something like a star trek discovery that's that's really especially in the second half of the season mm-hmm. is hitting its stride and doing some really really like thoughtful well-produced mm-hmm. science fiction to have two episodes of the good place nominated and star trek to be like totally overlooked i just mm-hmm. i don't understand sorry man do you i i don't watch star trek discovery okay but i watch the good place okay <laughs> congratulations the good Fine. place all right uh, right. I don't. Maybe, maybe Star Trek Discovery this season maybe. didn't count for this award. Maybe, maybe we'll see next. You're right. We'll see next Gets awards. Possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best dramatic presentation goes to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I guess I would have given it to Annihilation. Totally for the Hugo Award, but yeah. Into the Spider-Verse was great. It is. It's a great movie. So. It's it's almost a flawless movie. Like I, I have no complaints about it. I think it's great. Monstrous Volume Three. Uh, Haven, written by Marjorie Lau, uh, Look, won Best Graphic Story. I think this is three in a row. I think it might be. Okay. I know I ragged about this in the episode where we talked about the nominations, mm-hmm. but it's it, it to me this category gets a little frustrating because there are just favorite series that every time the next issue. Yeah, I guess I would will be nominated. It'd be more helpful for me know. if it was like five standalone. Yeah, I agree. Graphics. I agree. Or even like first. First yeah. ones, and then maybe you do something to like yeah. recognize a whole series or something. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, just to, just for the list to be so static to include like next year, I'm sure will be Monsters Volume Four. Yeah, in in the, in its Paper Girls Volume Five. Yeah, so yeah. I just don't know like how. Well, I guess I don't really know what the point is. I don't but know. yeah, so from here, I have I had already added the calculating stars to mm-hmm. my to read list. So I would go. like to read the calculating stars as well. Yeah. And I really enjoyed reading all of the short stories. Even even though this one wouldn't have been my pick. Like it was no. well done. I think it was well written, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's a fair point that it's it's directed you know inward. Books are nice yes, to read. Yes, yes. All right. How right. nice to so read that, do you think books are? So that is the Hugo Awards. You can check Very. out the full list at hugoawards.org. Congratulations to all the winners and the nominees. We'll see mm-hmm. you next year. Okay. And let's continue on with some New York Times bestsellers. I'm glad in your reading, you finally got to the point where you can start reading Rainbow Six by Tom Clancy. Yeah. Because it's like, I didn't want to just start you with Rainbow Six by Tom Clancy because it's going to just open up your mind in ways that's going to make you rethink your childhood. Absolutely. And really help you deal with like the problems you face when getting on the school bus. Yeah. So I was Rainbow Three, I thought was really (laughs) slow in the series. You know what I mean? But it found its groove. I think five and six so far have been really strong. So. What are we doing now? New York Times bestseller okay. list. <laughs> hey, there's a few new books on this list, so that'll be fun. But to get to those new books, we got some old favorites. Okay, these are old favorites of Nick. Monstrous number three. Just no, kidding. that's oh, sorry. not here. Sorry, I I read the first Monstrous, but that was a read. Yeah, because it was just it felt like maybe they wrote a novel first and then they gave it to an artist to <laughs> condense. It has some intense world building. Okay. Let me tell you. Uh, number 10, Chances Are by Richard Russo. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, Richard Russo. Get. This is where I want to have a broom. And I just want to push on, get. Chances yeah. Are by Richard Russo out of the house. Mm-hmm. You don't belong in here, Boy, Richard Russo. Nobody's Fool really did a number on you. <laughs> it was so long. It was long and bad. It was a long, yeah. But uh, again, Bridge of Sighs by Richard Russo. Mm-hmm. Well, Chances Are is about three men in their 60s who met in college. They reunite on Martha's Vineyard where mysterious events occurred in 1971. So, they're in their 60s. Okay. They met in college. Mm-hmm. Mysterious events in 1971. Mm-hmm. Now they're meeting today. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's That was the gist. Uh, Summer of 69 <laughs> by... Brian Adams. Ellen Hildebrand. Stop. Oh, Every time you say that thing about Brian Adams, yeah. it's not that. But... <laughs> I know. They were the best years of your life, they but were. sometimes you have to talk about Ellen Hildebrand's Summer of 69. Yeah, we do. They weren't the best years of her life, but still happened. The Levin family undergoes dramatic events with the son of Vietnam, a daughter in protest, and a dark secret hiding beneath that <laughs> surface. Darkness. Yeah, that beneath the surface thing is something to do with Harrison Ford, I think. Really? Right? Oh, yeah. What lies beneath? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. They reunited after their roles in... Batman Returns. No, Harrison Ford. Different. Different. Penguin. Different. I think the word you're looking for is, ah, 
That was my Harrison Ford. That's Harrison Ford as the penguin. (laughs) Yeah. Not bad. Thank you. It was not bad. (laughs) I was nervous. I know. (laughs) Number eight. Are you just being nice? No, it was it was pretty good. I hate to admit it, but I (laughs) I understood what you were doing without even being told. I knew what it was. Uh number eight, the new girl. Pause for No? A Zoe Deschanel joke. Son of a gun. I don't know what you mean. Uh I like to keep things fresh. Daniel Silva. Good for you. New girl. Uh, Gabriel Allen, chief of Israeli intelligence, partners with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, whose daughter is kidnapped. Cool. When was the last time you partnered with a prince to solve any crimes? Partnered with a prince? Yeah, to solve a crime. I once partnered with Prince on an episode of New Girl. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) number seven, a dangerous man, new this week. Who's this by? So I should say number seven, new this week, a dangerous man by Robert Crace. Okay. Elvis Cole and Joe Pike get wow. more than they bargained for wow. when they investigate an abduction of a bank teller. Look out. So what is this? I don't know. I haven't read this series. Oh, okay. Well, there you go, everybody. Somebody named Elvis is in it. That's true. Come on now. <laughs> Hello, bank teller. That's all. Oh, yes, okay. He's a bank teller. <laughs> yeah. Number six. Peanut butter. The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. You, okay. A lot, of, <laughs> you, a lot of pausing I, in this I episode. Pause I don't, I, you, yeah. I'm sorry. Two boys respond to the horrors of a Jim Crow era reform school in ways that impact them decades later. Number five, new this week, is called uh, Out Fox by Sandra Brown. FBI agent Rex Esten has lunch. Oh, has a hunch. Sorry, my eyes went cross eyed. Yeah. I didn't really realize. So, yeah, Agent, Agent Agent Drex is just having lunch. Have a, yeah, he has a hunch over lunch, a yeah. lunch hunch. Uh, Agent Drex Easton has a hunch that a con man, Western Graham, is also a serial killer. Hmm. Yeah. Thing is, if he's a con man, how are you supposed to believe him if he says True. I'm not a serial killer? True. Yeah. That's exactly a what a serial killer, killer would say. Mm, yeah. You are a con man, right? Though. Uh, One Good Deed by David Baldacci is at number four. World War II veteran on parole must find the real killer in a small town or face going back to jail. Okay. Uh, Number three. Sorry, I'm still leaving you too too long of pauses. You are, yeah. Uh, New This Week. Oh, okay. The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ruth Ware. Ruth Ware, yeah. A nanny working in technologically laden house in Scotland goes to jail when one of the children dies. (sighs) Okay. Mm. Keep me up to date. Yes. Remind me, where are you with Ruth Ware in terms of what you've read and what you've liked? Uh, Well, famously, we've read uh, Woman Woman in Cabin Cabin 10, 10, which is okay. Mm. It's not terrible. Go on. Um, The Lying Game, I think, is probably my favorite thing that I've read of hers. It's uh, it's flawed, Uh but it's very engaging. Death of Mrs. Westaway, I feel like, um, I don't know, it didn't quite... You have to just accept this premise that the that the protagonist is giving you. And for me, that was difficult because I just kept thinking, well, why don't you just, well, why don't you just, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and so I, it, while it's interesting and engaging, that's always in the back of my mind of like, but this doesn't actually hold water. Right. This doesn't make sense. Uh, I haven't read the other one and I don't remember what it's called. Okay. I currently have this checked out on Overdrive. So oh, wow. Okay. We'll see. Nick, Nick read a girl on the train constantly saying, stop drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you do that? That's not that's not Ruth Ware, but no, but that's Paul Hawkins. I, I was taking that yeah, sense of why don't you? Yeah, did, I brought it to a different join a program. You know what I mean? But <laughs> she just kept puking on buses. <laughs> Number two, new this week, The Inn by James Patterson and Candace Fox, who will not oh. be outfoxed by Sandra Brown. Yes, uh, a former Boston police detective who is now an innkeeper must shield a seaside town from a crew of criminals. Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens is number one okay. this week. All right, what's next? Well, I'm tired of talking about these old books, so why don't we look ahead Jeez. to some new books? <laughs> Sorry, Outfoxed. <laughs> You're out of here. Yeah, get out of here. Now, remind me again, Outfox is that the sexy romance written by a mother and son, Peter and Janet Ivanovich? No, that's Sandra Brown. I oh, just, okay, different. I told you it. That's Fox and O'Hare. I think so. Their chemistry is off the charts. <laughs> Top. <laughs> okay. We're going to be talking about some of our uh, exciting new books that we're looking forward to in the fall. I'm going to be pulling from lists originally published by Publishers Weekly, a thank you, and Parade Magazine. Hey, I got one from Brightly 
uh, readbrightly.com for YA books of fall 2019. Cool. Because I guess that's my contribution to society. I guess so. All I can tell you is about young adult books coming out. It's about time you started contributing somehow. What? Okay, so Steel Tide by Natalie C. Parker is coming out September 17th. This is the second book of the Seafire series. The Seafire is being an all-ladies pirate uh, young adult series. Okay. So this is book two. After losing her crew... Oh, spoilers for Seafire. Yeah. No, it's fine. After losing her crew... Oh, no, I know. Caledi- uh, Caledonia falls in with the Blades, an elusive crew that avoids trouble by keeping themselves hidden. But Caledonia is... Deter- this is the same person I just read her Cal- name the Caledonia. first time. Yeah. Yep, Caledonia. Caledonia is determined to overthrow yeah. the tyrant who rules the seas. Caledonia. And she'll need the Blades' help to do so. Filled with nonstop action, plot twists, romance, and friendship. Wow. The second book in the Seafire series is a whirlwind adventure you won't be able to set down. Seafire. Why didn't you say a whirlpool adventure? Oh, because of its water theme. Yeah. So Steel Tide by Natalie C. Parker. If you read Seafire, uh, which was a pretty big hit yes. uh, last year when it came out, it's checked out here at our library quite a bit. Uh, there you go. You don't have long to wait. You have less than a month at time of recording. Hmm. Well, this is one that I personally, I you know, I've, I've never read Margaret Atwood. Have you read any of Margaret Atwood's things? No. Of course, The Handmaid's Tale is been a perennial Correct. favorite it's always popular in, in this series on mm-hmm. hulu right hulu yes hulu is very excited to yes, have this show yes um has elevated it even more well uh we've got a sequel we've got a sequel coming oh. out called the testaments and apparently it's it's picking up 15 years after the original novel so goodness that's, a, that's an older book right yeah. i mean that's it's been uh, out how, for quite a while yeah is that like but i do you have any idea how old it is hold on okay. i will check out all right and so anyway, a <laughs> uh, sequel to the to the Handmaid's Tales coming out. It's always interesting when there's a new, you know, because obviously it's coming out in response to the show being Published so popular. Published in 1985. Yeah, that's what I thought. Good. That's what I thought. Oh, near future New England. Um, it's always interesting to me when something yeah. like this comes out. El- Elmore Leonard did something similar when Justified came out, mm-hmm. uh, following the the Raylan Givens character, okay. uh, who had appeared in a couple of Elmore Leonard books, almost in a supporting role. And the show was popular, right. and so he wrote a new Raylan book. And then it becomes kind of this weird thing where it's both influenced by the show and kind of a response to the show, yeah. but doesn't necessarily like, follow. Uh, it. Force so Awakens. Mm-hmm. Purists of this book, I wonder how they're going to respond to this uh, new yeah. new sequel. You know, know. after everything else. Anyway, Ta-Nehisi Coates has a new one coming out, The Water Dancer. Mm. It's his first novel, actually. Now, I've I've not read his some his nonfiction works or anything like that. I've only read his Black Panther, which is good. It's very good. Um, it's his first novel set in the mid-19th century Virginia. It's about a man born in bondage who develops a mysterious power after nearly drowning. He joins an underground resistance and formulates plans to escape. So that sounds pretty good. Mm. Have you read his Black Panther stuff? I haven't yet. Oh, I'm it's not a pretty good run. Yet. It's a pretty good run. We I, I was I was making like good uh, good time with my Marvel Universe comics yeah. until I went back to the into 1986. I stuff. hear you. That's me and Green Lantern. <laughs> I was cooking yeah. through Rebirth, and yeah. then I was like, I better go catch up on and, Green Lantern. And it happened when you were watching Party of yeah, Five, and you're never. like, Hold on, Naomi Campbell is in Scream, mm-hmm. and then you had to watch all the Scream movies. It's Nev Campbell. Who's and Naomi I'm, Campbell? Somebody else. And I've only seen one Scream movie, uh-huh. and I didn't like it. It's too gory for you. It was too gory for me. Thank yeah. you. What do you got? American Royals by Catherine McGee. What if George Washington had become a king instead of a president? Filled with political games and positioning, American Royals is an entertaining novel about three teenage siblings dealing with the pressure, romance, and responsibilities that come along with being royalty. Hmm. It comes out September 3rd, 2019. Are you personally excited about this one? I'm excited for anybody who's excited to read. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. I've got another sequel for you. Oh, boy. Uh, Andre Osman, who wrote uh, Call Me By Your Name, which the novel, I don't think ever really found its footing. And then, of course, the movie was a big mm-hmm. critical hit. And that elevated the novel again. So we do have it here in the collection. Uh, we have a sequel coming out to that. And it, this is set two decades after the characters meet in Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of that book or that movie, sequel, here it comes. 20 years after the fact would actually make Army Hammer age appropriate. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. What do you got? Uh, The Babysitter's Coven by Kate Williams. Babysitter's Club. Uh, Hold on to your seat. Okay. Esme is trying to navigate her awkward life, make some extra cash, and convince herself that she cannot move things with her mind. When a new girl shows up, Esme suddenly finds herself fighting monsters and saving the world. This funny and fast-paced novel is perfect for the fans of The Babysitter Club and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. On sale September 17th, The Babysitter's Coven by Kate Williams. This uh, 
slightly reminds me of. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Practical Magic. No, Thirteen oh. Days of Midnight. I think it was called. I haven't watched that. I read. That. No, it's a book. I haven't watched it. It's a young adult book I read okay. that I liked. No, I haven't seen so, it. So there you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> would you? Did you ever read that sequel to Practical Magic that was coming out? Did I ever read the sequel, sequel to, to Practical, Practical Magic. Magic with Sandra Bullock and yeah. Nicole Kidman? Yeah. Was it filmed in Boston? I don't know. Maybe no. you'd be interested. Patricia Cornwell is coming out with a new novel, known primarily... Wait, that think, was it? You asked me that Practical Magic sequel question? Oh, well, I mean, Alice Hoffman does have a new book coming out, but it's not It's not related to Practical Magic, so I just didn't want to disappoint you is all. Okay. Somebody you, famous played the daughter in Practical Magic. Did they? Yeah. Was it Jennifer Lawrence? No. Was it Jennifer Love Hewitt? No. Okay, I don't know. It was... Uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She, she's somewhat Stalker famous. Channing was in that? Really? Yeah. As Rizzo from Greece? No, as Anne Francis. Oh. Patricia Cornwell's got a new one coming out. Not part of the, her Scarpetta series. This is a Captain Chase novel. On the eve of a top secret space mission, NASA pilot, quantum physicist, and cybercrime investigator, Callie Chase details or detects something amiss in the tunnels below a NASA research center. Clues suggest that Callie's missing twin sister, ah! Carney, may somehow be involved. Wow. Yeah. Really threw me for a loop with that yeah. twin sister at the end. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Lee Child has a new book coming you out, but go, who's excited about you that? You could go to the bar she was last seen at and just be like, hey, when was the last time you saw me? Uh, oh, yeah. that'd be pretty good. Yeah. That'd, that'd be a good title. What if both were played by Rebel Wilson? <laughs> okay. That I changes the tone, I, yes, right? Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> Unless this is her like dramatic role. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Uh, the Fountains of Silence by Ruta Sapitas. From the author of Salt to the Sea, which I quite liked, comes a new historical... Haven't seen it. F- it's a book. Oh, okay. Young adult book. Yeah, haven't seen it. Comes a new historical fiction novel set in 1957. Gosh, ni- we're, we're at the point now where like just 40 years ago is a historical novel. You think 1957 was 40 years ago? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, I'm just curious. I don't know. A new historical fiction novel set in 1957 mm-hmm. Madrid. Mm-hmm. Romance, danger, and heart-wrenching decisions combine into a riveting account of post-Civil War Spain that you want to binge read all at once. October 1st, 2019. It's like 60 years ago. Y- yes. Oh, I okay. It. All right. Sorry. I'm just saying. Yeah. In like five years, you're going to be like, this historical novel set in 1993. Mm. And then you're going to feel old. It's going to be, it's going to say that. And then it's going to head into parentheses, say, feel old yet. I had to decide whether I was going to get slices of pizza or tuna sandwich, depending on which one would make me feel worse. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about me feeling old, Eric. Because of a book set in the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I wish it was the early 90s. I could have three slices of pizza. Here's one that would normally be on your list, this author, but she's crossing over. What? Lee Bardugo. Oh, yeah. A YA powerhouse, as she's called. Wrote yeah. the Wonder Woman book. The Six of recently. Crows yeah. and the Wonder Woman series. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Bardugo's first novel for adults, coming out in October, by the way, sends a broke, desperate teen to Yale, where she discovers the secret societies work nefarious magic. Mm-hmm. One might say a practical magic. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. The ghosts and necromancers this, are this spooky. This kiss was in that, in that movie. You remember that? Yes. This kiss, kiss Sandra Bullock's kiss. like running down the yeah. street because she's going to go kiss the guy. Yeah. I've never seen the movie. That's the beginning of the movie. I've only seen like trailers. Is it spooky? Sometimes the witchcraft movies spook me out. It's a bit spooky, as I remember as a kid, but I liked it. I don't think it has great ratings. Anyway, The Ninth House by Leah Bardugo. Uh, The ghosts and necromancers are spooky, but privilege and power are the real sources of terror. Look out now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look out. Look out. What do you got? You got anything else? Yeah, I I got so much stuff. Pick a couple more. Let's wind it down. What did you just say? Pick a couple more. Okay. Uh, Jackpot by Mick Stone. I said Nick. It made it sound like I said, do you know that Nick Stone and you spell Nick the same way? I do, yeah. I read, uh, I read Dear Martin by yeah. Nick Stone. Pretty That's good. True. Pretty good. Jackpot by Nick Stone. Rico spends Is all it her- somebody's name Jackpot? Or it's like Jackpot. It's called Jackpot. Okay. All bets are off. Oh, look out. <laughs> Rico spends all her time at school, work, or caring for her younger brother. When she tells a when she sells a winning lottery ticket to someone who doesn't cash it in, she enlists the help of a wealthy and handsome Zan to track down the winner. Hmm. October fifteenth, twenty nineteen. You excited about that? Have you read any of these that you plan on reading yourself? Maybe that babysitter's coven. Yeah. It'd be fun. Okay. Here's one that I do want to read, but I've been burned a few times I would lately. Like, I would like that book to open up with the person she's babysitting for, the parents, to be yeah. like, remember, no parties and no boys, mm. and then they leave, and then there's a demon. Tell me... Okay. I want. 
It's not bad. <laughs> Tell me if you can guess the author of this one based solely on the synopsis. Okay. And if you can't, okay. the internet is going to tear you apart. Oh, goodness. This lean and toothy novel pits psychic kids against exploitative adults. This variation on this author's favorite themes displays his talent for writing intimate, personal narratives without a wasted word. What? S- Stephen King? Yes. Oh. Yes, Stephen King. This is The Institute by Stephen King coming out in September. I actually am kind of excited about this because it feels a little bit like a return to form. I tried to read, um, oh, what's that called? Is it The Stranger? What's that one? The Outsider. The Outsider. Yes, thank you. Tried to read that. I don't like Stephen King procedural novels. I don't like them. Or the ones where missing children. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Nick was trying to read The Outsider while his five-year-old just kept going, what are you reading, Dad? You're right. You're right. (laughs) You're not far from the truth. Pet Cemetery almost killed me because of that. (laughs) But no, that and like the Mr. Mercedes. I can't live on a main road after reading The uh, uh, Pet Cemetery. It's like, no, how far of this is I just don't like those when it's it's written more like a, I don't know, like a James Patterson. I don't care for those. Um, And I've just never read Sleeping Beauty. I always try and it just doesn't Hmm. appeal to me so anyway the institute's coming out in september and i think i'm going to give this one a shot dip my toe back in the pond you like psychic kids rebelling against the authority i knew you were going to say that did you yeah because i'm a psychic kid (gasps) (laughs) just kidding you don't have authority whoa Hmm. no you do you do tell me to do something i'll do it uh let me read this title okay war girls by toshi onabushi war girls is a breathtaking story about on Anyi and Ify, sisters who are pulled apart by a civil war and struggle to find each other again. Set in a futuristic Nigeria where the climate is radioactive and humanity is ravaged by war, the sisters are determined to find peace and hope. October 15th, 2019. This guy pointing at myself. Two thumbs pointing towards me. Okay. I'd like to read this. You, really? Sounds good, yeah. This I need to tell fun. you before I start. That Hold this... on, the cover? The girl on the cover has a robot arm. Ooh. I'm double in. You're, you're, well, you're way in. Okay. Yeah. I need to tell you when I start that this is not a sequel or a prequel, a threequel or a squeakquel. It's not a midquel. Stop. You need it's to not shut related. up with squeakquels. <laughs> that was a brief moment in time yeah. wrought by the Alvin and the Chipmunks yeah, movies. Yeah, a squeakquel. Only the second one. Yeah. We've, we had two movies after that. Yeah. Stop. Squeakquels. Ugh. I think the third one was a threequel. Okay, just, just go. But something like... It was chipwrecked Beauty, for one. Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas is a midquel because it happens it in the t- middle yes. of a movie. It, right. That's a real thing. Okay. Anyway, this is not connected to practical magic, but Alice <laughs> Hoffman's The World That We Knew, and it's 1941, during the Nazi regime's rule, and Hani Kohn knows he has to do something to protect his daughter Leah, taking her to meet a distinguished rabbi. But it's the rabbi's daughter who bonds Leah's life to the life of a mystical Jewish creature who protects her and shows her the true joys of life. Sounds kind of spacey, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll has see. she written anything since Practical Magic? That sequel to Practical Magic. <laughs> Alice Hoffman is pretty prolific. She's written quite a few things. Okay. What else you got for me? Games of Deception by Andrew Marinus. In 1936, America's first Olympics basketball team boarded a ship for Berlin, Germany to complete in the Summer Olympics. But through a carefully crafted veneer, Germany kept hidden the horrors happening in their country. Basketball fans and history lovers alike will be enthralled by the riveting true account. November 5th, 2019. Mm. All right. I think I've got one more. You good with that? Yes. Okay. Uh, Ann Patchett, who is always a favorite here, one of, one of our most popular authors, Ann Patchett, has a new one coming out called The Dutch House. World War II has just ended, and Cyril Conroy has earned a fortune building a beautiful home to surprise his wife with. But with the house comes turmoil, and when Cyril's children are kicked out by their stepmother, the two siblings begin a new life of sorrow and betrayal that will carry them for decades. That sounds unpleasant. That sounds kind of sad, actually. Does that sound sad to you, or... Did you like it? Sad. So yeah, I think I so too. To All one. right, uh, bring us home. What's your what Did YA I book? Like Do you? <laughs> well, I was intrigued by it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Give me give me a YA one you're excited about. I've already read the ones I'm excited about. Give me one that you think will be popular then. <clears throat> Blood Air by Amelia Wen Zhao. Readers everywhere are buzzing about this highly anticipated dark fantasy retelling of Anastasia. When her father, oh. the emperor, is murdered, Princess Anastasia is framed for the crime. In order to save herself and her country, Anna joins forces with the crime lord that rules the underbelly of the city. This lush and binge-worthy novel is a must-read. November 
11th no november 19th 2019 you know i am always fascinated by the anastasia story yeah it's the john cusack connection oh yes so yeah that must be it yeah no i do i do really like that story are you familiar with this author is this is this someone you know who's written other i do not okay (laughs) all right well that does sound interesting to me maybe i'll give that a shot same tell me what it's called again Uh, you close it blood air blood air okay do you want to watch the yule brenner anastasia movie no, but I will watch Don Bluth's Anastasia most any time. Mm, okay, I've never seen Juan, it. What? Yeah, With Meg seen, Ryan. I've never seen it. John Cusack. Never seen it. Ve- uh, 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 Frazier. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lloyd. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, I've never seen it. it. Never seen it. Do you know the songs? Uh, like, have you heard there's a rumor? Yeah. Say, not really. Heart, don't fail me no. now. Never heard it. Really? Yeah. And the musical. Weirdly enough, I have seen the Bartok movie. <laughs> so yeah, I believe I don't. That. <laughs> If you see the musical yeah. that's going around, um, they cut out Rasputin, okay. which is Christopher Lloyd, and yeah. they cut out all his uh, like scenes, which means yeah. they took out the my favorite song from that, In the Dark of the Night. Yeah. I've like, heard your impression. Yeah. yeah. And for me, In the Dark of the Night is like the be prepared I, of I'm that gonna movie. Need a, I'm going to need a sampling of it. Oh, so it drags the plot down? It's and it's the, not no, it's so good. It's like, oh. In the Dark of the Night, evil no, will I find need, I need to hear it as Christopher. I need to hear it as Christopher Lloyd. Oh, I can't do it, Christopher Lloyd. I've heard you do it before. I can't do it in the dark. Of the night. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I can't do it, Christopher Lloyd. That was terrible. Yes, you can. I've heard it, but that's that's fine. So those are some of the books that we and others Hank are excited about. Bat. Bartok. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I like it's Hank pretty Azaria. good. Listen, last time I watched it, I did cry at the end. Oh, so when it must be most movies. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. These are some of the books that we're excited about. Mm-hmm. Most of these we will have in our probably all the ones we mentioned. I think are just automatically a lot of those. Why, yeah, right here in the collection. So you can oh, check yeah. them out from here or your local library. Hold on, did you hear that? Yeah, that right. was some sick motorcycle yeah, action that just happened outside. That probably the mics even picked that up. So enjoy that sick motorcycle, everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's pretty much going to do it. You got some library news? Uh, where are we in August? We're not in September just yet, are we? We're not. It feels the, like it. The book club is currently reading a book called Asunder. We're going to meet the first Tuesday of September over at the Creative Arts Center at 3.30. This is part of our Around the World book club. We're focusing on uh, authors from Mexico. So you can check this one out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really like it. Um, but that's, you know, Yeah. that's just a personal opinion that yeah. I didn't even express. Part and parcel so. with Nick. What? When's the last book you ever liked? It's the last book that I liked. I think I've been on a good streak, haven't I? Yeah, I'm just teasing. Oh, thanks for being rude. I was teasing Harry's you. Harry's last tax cut, you <laughs> You loved it. I did. Yeah. That was like... Try to get Jim Whitecard on the cast. He's yeah. not checking his email. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Nick had the same reaction Standing to reading... Standing invitation, Jim. ...to reading that as a giraffe would to drinking the ooze from Ninja Turtles. Do they like that? It would transform them. Oh, it transformed. They would, they would mutate them. I tell you what, I could not keep it together in that episode last week. When we were know. talking about that book. It was yeah. killing me. Was I want wild. you to read it. I know it's you like won't. Joker gas was in the fence. <laughs> it was. We don't know because the book's never been opened before I picked it <laughs> That's up. That's true. So. Yeah, you, you know what it, though? The green mist I've came now, out. I've now taken it out of the Lonely Hearts book club, running. Yeah. It can't be anymore because yeah. I have checked it out. I have broken right. decades long tradition. Same thing I did with the Wolf. Yeah. Ruined yep, it. it's been sitting there for 40 years yeah. since 1957. Blake's therapy is still on my list. <laughs> yeah. Remember I that one? I read Blake's therapy. That sounded so weird. It no, like I didn't. S- I didn't read Blake's therapy. I, somebody I, was I read like, uh, Ray, uh, Raymond Carver, the Carver Nixon. Right. Nixon somebody, Carver. <laughs> the description for Blake's therapy was like, it's it would be like Crichton's best, but it's also this pseudo-sexual yeah. psycho, yeah. psychosis. If Go back and revisit that episode. I don't remember what number it is, but man, yeah. soundcloud.com slash all the books, anywhere you can find your podcast. Yeah. Look for episode 12, yeah. Blake's Therapy, because yeah. that was a trippy book. Yeah, this CEO slash sex therapist yeah. slash yeah. therapy uh, therapy goer. Oh. Therapy dog. <laughs> Sorry, I just I thought you were heading there. Yeah, therapy dog. Yep. We've got Mike Randall coming as uh, Mark Twain. That's next month, mm-hmm. early September. So you look out for that. Sing, sing uh, In the Dark of the Night like your Mark Twain. In the Dark of the... Oh, in the, uh, sorry. In the uh, Mark Twain. I don't have one. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. This is going to be a weird episode to edit. Yeah. Not fun. We've been on a we've been on a weird streak these we past have. two episodes. We have been well, two hundred plus episodes. It's, what it's, are you gonna do? It's getting out of the summer, out of all that stuff. Now yeah. we're just on our own again. Yeah, we we don't have awards or uh, interviews to no. buoy us in no. the the waters. Although we did just madness. do a, a mini segment on the Hugo Awards that came it's out, true. so that kind of flies in the face of what you just said. But uh, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These are tough times. Yeah. These are tough times. <laughs> You're the fly that was on my face that I swatted off and is now in my ointment of life. Huh. What do you use an ointment for? 
Uh, you got aches and pains? Dry skin. Okay, that's fine. Don't put it in an open source. All right. <laughs> what are we talking about next week? Do you I have that plan? <laughs> next week, I think, will probably be our concert episode, yeah. right? No We're promises. Ex- so at all, <laughs> at all of the concerts we, we've attended over the summer, uh-huh. uh, we've, we've done little mini segments live from each of the places that we've yeah. been. So we're going to put all those together, and hopefully it works. Yeah. Are you excited about it? I am. Yeah. I haven't heard any of the things we've yeah, done since we recorded them. So what was the music nice. I used for the uh, travelogue? Uh, the author spotlight. Author s- no, yeah. really? Yeah. B- the boom. Boom. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I guess I'll have to I love that the up. ALA Travels is another fun travelogue episode yeah. if you want to check that out. All right. Well, that's it. I got nothing. Why don't you sign us off? All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Congratulations once again to our friend Martha Wells. You can check out our interview with her at soundcloud.com slash all the books. And we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.